So first of all, you have to identify the problem. What is the problem in the industry that you are most concerned about? And then what, are going, what is going to be the solution to solve that problem effectively? another episode um the episode that i don't know actually actually i don't know when this episode is going to be released but an episode before this episode is you would have noticed i had somebody from tech um, with a tech startup on it and i told you that i started meeting some cool people in tech here in dfw and the tech scene has started to um evolve like rapidly like i like Mafi, who, by the way, my guest is Mafi. Um, he's the uh, he has a tech startup. We're going to talk about. Um, but Mafi, you you probably felt like the tech scene has been brewing for a while here. But to me, like it just felt like it happens overnight. I, m- I remember going to a, I remember going to a uh, a um, what is it called? The one million cups, like four years ago, one of the earlier ones. And then I went to, yeah. and then I like disappeared for a few years when I had my, when we had our second kid and I came back and I was like, oh man, like it's a whole startup scene now. It, it felt like it happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, it, I was, I was like really warmed up to it, you know, like gradually warmed up to it, just connecting with people outside of the warming and cops to um, people that were already in, Silicon Valley doing some things and just got inspiration from them and seeing what kind of um, problem they're solving and how they're going about it. Um, just building that kind of relationship, then you know, then begin to notice that you know it's not just in Silicon Valley. Also in Dallas, we got people doing these things here, and you know, began to connect with them, and and that's how we ended up meeting. But yeah, I was just gradually warmed up <laughs> into into the scene here in Dallas. Now, now you started you started working with Uber, right? Is that kind of where you started? Yeah. So, well, originally I, I used to work with Walmart Logistics. That's where my career started, right out of college, and um, just being a, a, a project a project manager there. Um, the kind of impact that we were making, um, it was it was it was it was really great and successful. Um, but the, the 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 tech scene. Um, was different for me because I wanted to solve problems that involve the industry in a in a collective way. When it comes to transportation, I wanted to solve the problem in a in a certain way where we can just have it in the at the thumb of our hands. How we have like Uber, right? Mm-hmm. So I began that project, and um, right after working with Walmart, I began that project, and I was working on it. Um, but when I was working on it, I began working with Uber. Then I began to realize the similarities between the trucking industry and the ride-sharing industry and how both of them could be the same thing. But although it's different in in trucking, you're working with, you know, carriers and you're working with suppliers, shippers, but Uber, you're picking up passengers here and there. Um, So that kind of, you know, brought me in 
to what I wanted to do in tech. Got it, got it. Okay, so that, that brought you to your company today. And what's the name of your company? Uh, SP. So another of my companies, SP Global Incorporated. Um, we're, we're also known as, we're operating as SP Innovations. Okay. And, yeah. and how'd, you, how'd you end up forming your company? What, how'd you meet your, your, your co-founders and, you know? Work yeah. <laughs> so when I was working on this trucking deal, you know, making this system where shippers and carriers can meet and book load and then, you know, the driver can pick up and we can track it like an Uber system. The, the, the carrier can watch and track, track it like Uber system. Um, I, I was doing that Uber ride thing and I picked up a gentleman, he's, a, he's, he's, he's from uh, Korea, he's a Korean guy. And I was taking him to the airport and we began to talk. And this was, I think, three years ago. We began to talk about, he was in tech already. So we're talking about what I did and what he did. And we found a lot of similarities in, in, in our passion and our concerns. And we exchanged numbers. So when he, when he, he traveled home, he got back from Korea, he, he had a meeting with me and we sat down and talked and he was very interested in what I was doing. And he said, well, if you have everything, the project all laid out, I can build this thing. You know what I mean? So that's how it all started. And uh, we started working together and <laughs> he just took up from there. Yeah. And, and, what, and what were the gaps that y'all saw in what y'all are, are doing versus what Uber, Lyft and the other, you know, ride sharing platforms are doing? Uh, as, as far as um, rideshare is concerned, it, it's, it's usually similar. Um, but with us, the difference is how we solve the problem and how effective that problem is. For instance, um, when it comes to safety, um, we have a feature on our platform that um, once you, the rider is picked up, it, there's a one-time passcode that you have to give to the driver to activate the ride. That way you know that you're in the right vehicle. Sometimes we, we Uber, you gotta go look at you, you know, the, the back of the license plate or you look at the lights. Some of those things could be manipulated and we still see the issues we have today with safety and you know, we, we hear about different kinds of um, horrible events all around the, the country. And our, 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 our desire is to make sure that you know, we have a safe um, experience as much as possible. Um, second, really, it has to do also with how the drivers are treated, um, the way they're paid financially. Um, we, we strongly believe that Uber and Lyft, they're charging, they're taking too much of a commission from what the drivers, you know, could be earning. Um, and that could be understood because it's a large company and they have <laughs> things to take care of. But uh, we strongly believe that it could be managed in a way where the rider can pay less, the driver can get paid more, and the company can have a, a, um, a reasonable commission without putting so much on, taking so much from the drivers. Got it. No, make, 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 make sense, man. So what, and, and I want to, I want to kind of dig into, you know, if, you know, the, the, the how to build a tech company format too, that'll help some people who don't know anything about tech. Right. So when you're, when you when you start in a tech company, like what's the difference between starting a tech comp, you know, a, a startup, a tech startup, and a non-tech startup? Like, um, like what's the first thing you have to do to to build the tech you want to build? Yeah, um, well, to start start a tech company, 
a non-tech startup, they have, they have similarities, you know. Um, sometimes we, we have the misunderstanding that a tech company is an app. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, not, it's not an app. The business is not an app. The app is a tool. You know, you know sometimes someone can have an app, but that doesn't make it a business. So first of all, you have to identify the problem. What is the problem in the industry that you're most concerned about? And then what, are going, what is going to be the solution to solve that problem effectively? Then you come up with a business plan. But in that process, it's not just about a business plan or solving a problem. You have to figure out how that can be sustained. So financially, how would this be sustained to a point where you get a return on your investment to make your business profitable to have more impact? to solve more problems. So it's beyond just having a, a solution to a problem, it's how can it be translated to a financial statement or rather um, when it's in operation, how can it work to provide the resources to continue to maintain it and even grow to something bigger? Got it, got it. And that kind of, that's another, another good question is why are so many tech startups, I mean, including, Uber and Lyft, why are they so unprofitable? <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the thing about that is when, when, when you start a business, usually you might not see that profit in, so they have projections. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to get to that. <laughs> I'm trying to break it down to the point. They, they, they have projections. So their, their plan is to be profitable. They have everything on paper. You know, it's like a basketball game, right? You got your plate all laid out. You can, you can see how profitable you can be on paper. You get out there, you know, and, you know, you come off the screen, you pull up, take the shot, and it's an air ball. But the <laughs> screen was clean. Everything was good. <laughs> but you just be hit, right? Uh, so, so you can have projections, but reality is different, you know. So you have to deal with the reality of, of, of the operation. You know, you have a customer. You have customers. You know that, that that you have to you have to create what they want, not just what you think they want, and the demand and the supply for it. So it's 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 a game. You know, it's 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 a game that has to be played properly, and there has to be patience. So after a long while, you know, there might be profit there, but it, it's a game. You have to you got to know how to play that game. Got it. And 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 this may this may not apply specifically to your tech startup, but we're we're you know. We're talking about the world, and you have a lot more knowledge than me. But I, I also noticed, you know, a lot of folks, and correct me if I'm wrong, like a lot of people will say, you know, here's this big company, you know, you name one, Amazon, you know, Chase Bank, uh, yeah, or whatever. He, you know, they're they're big, and uh, they have a good product, but their product is missing X. And so what we're gonna do is manage the resources, the people, and the money to fill the gap in that product. And in seven years, five years, four years, 10 years, they'll end up just buying us out um, uh, to integrate into their system because it's cheaper for them to pay us the money to solve the problem, become part of them, than to, um, you know, than to like uh, build it out themselves. And so you, you can cash out without being profitable. Is that something that people think about as well as far as when they're doing their projections of setting up their company. I mean, I, it's pretty unspoken. Like people say, no, that's not, that's not what we're doing. But I'm like, bro, I understand the game. 
better than what you think. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, originally, for, I think for, for a true entrepreneur, I don't think anyone is usually thinking in that direction. There, there are some entrepreneurs that think in that direction. Um, serial entrepreneurs, you know, they're, they're, they start a business, build a business to a certain point, and they sell the business, right? They get integrated with something else. Um, usually from pressure from the investors. Um, if you have an investor, if you, if you got money from an investor, and they want, you know, they, they're looking at, okay, if you do this thing five years from now, Walmart is going to buy you and then we'll get our money back because I don't want my money tied up for 20 years, right? Or I don't want my money tied up for 10 years or whatever, things like that. So that's another another angle to um, getting integrated with another company. But um, I like what you said, you know, looking at some companies that you, you find a problem there and you go ahead and start yours and you build it and they, they, they buy you and so on. When I used to work for Walmart, I wasn't um, a project manager, or rather an area manager, but I worked on projects mostly. Um, I had one of the issues that I faced then. I went to the manager, the regional manager, and I told him, hey man, this this thing, you know, we can do it this way and do it this way and do it this way. He told me, you know what he told me? He said, man, just do your job that we paid you to do. <laughs> I was thinking outside of the box. Right. That's when I realized that, man, I don't belong. Not that I don't belong here. Everybody belongs somewhere. But I'm thinking to myself, I have ideas that I can solve, but I won't be allowed to do it because I don't have the power. I mean, strip up the power to do this because I don't own the company. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So mostly we're being pushed to entrepreneurship because we see a problem and we want the control to solve that problem. And if we get bugged by somebody else, we are satisfied that we solved that problem because it was a problem that needed attention. No one else would do it, or we wouldn't be able to do it if we were already in 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 in, in, in a position in another in another company. You get you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Make 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 makes complete sense. You got and you get to scratch that itch. And and and, and by the way, I think you know I think. You know, that, that's why whether somebody starts off where they're trying to beat the big establishment and never get bought or they're choosing to buy, like, I think both of them are good. Because like you said, some people are like, man, like, you know, I love what this company stands for, you know, but I just, you got to have out-of-the-box stinkers to, to deliver better products to consumers one way or another, whether it's dominating the establishment, right, or getting the establishment to say, you know what, <laughs> these dudes is right. You know, let's go ahead and buy. Let's go ahead and buy them out before they beat us. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, no, nah, cool, man. What? Um. So, go, but but going back to, um, you know, dig a little deeper on your company. So, so your your ride sharing. You have the app already built, right? Is are people able to, to use it now? Yeah, we have the, we have it already built. You're able to use it. Um, at this point, we are catering to a small niche. Temporarily, um, because it's it's it, it's building. Um, we are increasing our capacity as far as the availability of drivers. So we are at the point of recruiting more drivers to meet the demand that we're having. So we're kind of just focused on a small niche temporarily until we have that meet until we meet that target of drivers that we require to cover the entire city. As we desire so at that point we're going to release those information to the public and let them know that we are ready and available for everybody 
Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, we have great feedback at this point. We have great feedback. Um, a lot of drivers are responding positively via registry. Um, some of them are already Uber and Lyft drivers. Some of people looking for jobs and um, they like our business model, so they're interested in it. Um, so we 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 are we have a strategy, like I previously mentioned, to to, to cover the 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 DFW area. But first, we must trade that supply, <laughs> reverse economy supply before demand. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, 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 what do you think, man? And, and, and I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm going a different direction. I'm glad we came because you are, you have a logistics background and you're in the industry. Like, like, where do you think the ride sharing and logistics goes long term? Meaning, like, in my mind, I'm like, all right, maybe, maybe Uber and Lyft kicked it off and got started, but maybe it's going to end up being, you know, transportation. The way we think about transportation. Is going to be blown up like so instead of having like a subway system and buses and all that like you know we'll have sbb dallas's you know you know subway and I'm, not, and I'm not saying you're going to be an actual subway but you understand what i'm saying y'all will be the yeah. local city transportation you know source for how to get where you want to be like is that where the industry is going so it's not just about cars it's about how do we get connect people and where they want to go I mean, is that kind of yeah, worth definitely. definitely. You hit the, hill, the, the nail um, on the head right there. Um, it's going to be a model of connection, you know, and the good thing about it is, is there are options. So you have Uber, you have Lyft, you have SP, and you have several others there. Um, but we're heading to a very high-tech um, uh, world where we'll be dealing with self-driven cars and tr trucks. Already, they're they're here. They're upon us, right? <laughs> it's already upon us. Um, so I think that these softwares are going to be um, integrated into these vehicles, self-driven vehicles themselves. So they'll be we'll be dealing with contracts with vehicle manufacturers, which is going to help a lot for the sales. Um, not so much driving is going to be done in the city uh, because people are going to be focusing on their business, on productivity. Um, and I think there'll still be a small amount of drivers on the road as not everyone is going to trust going into a self-driven car. Um, but the, 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 the future is automation, basically. Got it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the few who can't wait for self-driving cars. People are like, that's so scary. I'm like, no, people scare me. I say computers are always, <laughs> computers are always looking at the road. You know, people are almost never looking at the road. And I'm like, sure, yeah, computers are going to kill some percentage of people. You know I'm saying? But it's going to be a whole lot less of people than what people are doing, in my personal opinion. Yeah, right? yeah I don't think that, I don't think my mom is going <laughs> to appreciate the self-driven car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it'll, it'll have to be like once, you know, once our kids are of driving age and they've, Grown up in the world where self-driving cars have always been in the conversation, then they'll be like, "Yeah, of course, like, of course, I want self-driving cars." Yeah, because because these are all the imaginable things in, in in back in the days of our parents. These are things that I mean, although they were projected at some point, but you, they couldn't imagine. It's like it's like the TV and stuff. When when the TV set first came out, you know, what I mean, or when the plane was first put into the in the sky, people were like, "Whoa, how is that possible?" You get what I'm saying? So this is a these are imaginations that are like, wow. And I don't think we've seen anything yet. You know what I mean? I think the future is, is going to be a 
just amazing, you know, what, what, the way tech is headed. Oh, that's, that's exciting, man. How, so before we go to the last five questions I ask everybody, how, how, can, how can my community, uh, you know, help? You know, because one thing I'm wanting to do is to find entrepreneurs that I, that I know and, you know, here locally and then, you know, help any way I can because I want, I want Dallas-Fort Worth to have a booming, um, you know, tech scene. It's good for everybody. Yeah, I, I want to encourage, encourage everyone to get to become a part of this because this is a, a huge vision. And um, I think that we're going to, as a community, um, it's not just, oh, my, my company. I think this, is, this belongs to a community. Something coming out of us as a community from Dallas to the world. Um, I think we should become a part of it as far as registering um, or referring drivers to, to our platform, drivers that they know, Lyft and Uber drivers to register. Our target at this point is, I think, 5,000 drivers. We're almost halfway there. And um, so we need more push, more marketing um, to, 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 to get there. So they, they should get on the app, on, on the app store. We're currently on the app store. SB driver. So go ahead, download the app, SB driver, register as a driver. And um, as soon as we have the, the the capacity that we require, we will open up for um, more users on the platform. That way we have a complete operation in, in, in the community. Um, we're also offering a $500 bonus driver bonus, sign-up bonus cash, um, upon approval and completion of several number of rides um, based on um, <laughs> based on approval. So there, there are terms and conditions to it. But with projections, most of our drivers are making up to $1,500 a week. So it's, it's, it's a source. And the good thing about this is as a community and as a driver in that community, you can control your schedule in charge of your time. Um, can drive whenever you want and get paid as you like. <laughs> and as you work, you get paid. So basically for those people that are transitioning to become entrepreneurs or just want something that gives them more time to spend with their family, I think SP is the right platform for them at this point. Yeah, man, no, and I, and I love ways, I love, you know, how the internet allows people to make extra money. Cause you know, in my business, one of the biggest problems that people have is they have expenses and their expenses are what they are. And it's, it's real hard for people to really cut their budget. They feel bad about, you know, being able to try, you know, spending what they spend and not being able to invest. And I'm like, look, man, the easier thing to do is to make money. Like it's hard to cut out your Starbucks or cut out eating out or cut out whatever. I mean, you can do it, but what's easier is go make an extra 500 bucks a week and then, send, yeah. and then send that to your retirement account. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, so no, cool, man. That's a, that's good. And I'm, and I'm gonna link up, you know, in the show notes when I post on social media, um, you know, your info, so folks can go to the site and check all that out. Um, um, going to the to my last five questions. If um, if you can go back in time and talk to 22 year old Mafi, what would you tell him? You, what what life or business advice would you give him? <laughs> Go back in time um, to be patient. Um, I, I would tell him life advice to be very patient. <laughs> um, business, business advice: start early, start early, fail early. 
start early and fail early. Yeah. Um, the reason because to, to be patient is basically just um, having that, it, it builds character, right? Going through the grind, not in a rush to, 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 get things, to get things over with or not looking into the future and forgetting the moment. Um, I think that creates anxiety if you're always looking ahead but never in the moment. Because as soon as you get in the in, in get ahead, you know the, the next moment that you're looking for, you're looking at for the next moment. So you're never in the in this present moment. So I, I advise you to stay in the moment and enjoy that moment. Life is a journey, <laughs> you know what I mean. So time we have time, and as far as business is concerned, um, start you know for for those that are in college, if you get uh, um, a refund on your, on your college uh, college refund. Figure out a business or investment to put the money in. Don't go spending, you know, buying Jordans and, you know, <laughs> spending money. And mostly, most students go to HBCU. I went to HBCU, so I know how that is, you know. When we get our refund, first thing is to buy some shoes. So I advise you go ahead and start a business, small business. Learn what you're learning in school, begin to implement it. We, we, you know, we're learning about books, you know, like cash, statement of cash flow, all those things. The reality in that is if you don't practice those, you will never know it, even though you know it in theory. So by the time you have time to train yourself in a small business while you're in college, when you graduate, you're ready for the real world. Then you don't have to look for a job. Then you can actually start solving problems in a bigger platform and be a leader that could be effective. No, man, that's, that's, that, that, is, that is real talk, man. That's real, because I know in college, I spent, I spent my, my refund on some stupid stuff. <laughs> although, yeah. although, although one year I did actually uh, start a painting business uh, my junior year, and uh, and man that that failed so hard. All that that failed, and then my roommate like just straight dipped on me. Like I came in one day, and like all this stuff was gone, and he was gone. It was like two two days before rent was due, and uh, oh, man. and bro, like I I almost had. To Fell out of college, like I, I was like, I have no clue how I'm gonna like pay for this semester. Uh, <laughs> things worked out because at that point, my parents couldn't. I mean, it's a, that's a whole podcast story in and of itself, but it worked out. But uh, but yeah, I learned a lot from starting that business. Um, so so next question is um, where where do you like to you know spend spend money and specifically like what are three businesses that you you know you spend your money with relatively frequently that you um, you like doing business with. You're saying, hey, when I give them my money, I get something of real value from it. Oh, yeah. The, the, the first business that I spend my money is SB. So I, I, <laughs> I drive myself to work. <laughs> and wherever I'm going, I use the platform and drive myself and then pay myself for the, for, the, for the service. So that's the first business I spend my money with. Um, uh, sec secondly, I, I buy a lot of books, so I read a lot of books. Um, so I'm on Amazon a lot, buying books. Um, just you know what I mean. Just getting 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 books on on business and life and, and just direction, inspiration. Um, thirdly, I I mean I, I go to church, man. I, I try to you know stay consistent, pay my tithes and my offerings. <laughs> um, that's that's where I those are three places I actually you know put a lot of my focus on um, as far as financially. I'm not a big um, spend on clothes and 
things like that. No, that's good, man. I, I, I like those three. I like those three. Even, oh, though, thank judge, you. even though I don't judge anybody on, the, on, on, on that three, um, where, where do you get your news and information? And I mean, like, is it email newsletters, Google, social media? Do you read the Wall Street Journal, TV? Where, yeah. Where you updated on the world. Yeah, Wall Street Journal, um, Google News. Um, what, that, that's like right on my phone every every day. Um, once I've woken up and I freshen up and have my time of meditation and prayer, uh, the Google News is just right there. Then I you know I go on Wall Street Journal. Um, social media, um, occasionally, just maybe highlights of sports, maybe like boxing, basketball. Um, I try not to pay too much attention to everything else because it can be distracting sometimes. Sometimes the news on social media are not accurate. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I try not to pay too much attention to that. Um, I look for a real source. Um, and if I read something, I try to follow up with another opinion to make sure that it matches what I'm reading. So I just don't believe everything I read. Make sure that I have two or three opinions that confirms that this thing is correct. It's a good, good, good practice to have. What, what about when you have downtime? I know, I know you don't have a lot of it, but when you do have downtime, what do you like to watch on TV or you know at the movies? Oh, on TV, I, mean, I, I, I like. Um, I love to watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air, man. I, I still got the whole series with me, so <laughs> I, I like a good laugh. <laughs> I go back and I play that, you know. And I, I watch it. It's a good family show. So I see that with family. Oh, the Cosby Show as well. I like watching the Cosby. And I go back and I watch these shows and I, I just spend a lot of time laughing. Um, but on TV also, I watch mostly basketball games. So that's what, most of my time, TV time is basketball games. You know? Yeah, I, I quit basketball like two weeks ago when the Rockets lost. I watched, <laughs> I'm, I'm done. The playoffs to me are over in my mind. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, think, I think we already know how this ends, man. We already know how this ends. <laughs> I know, man. It's, yeah, I'm just see. I'm 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 about to start watching soccer. But the FIFA FIFA Women's World uh, Cup starts June seventh. So yeah, um, I got my calendar ready. June seventh. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna get with it because I, I grew up playing soccer. So I, I mean, I I miss it a lot. Yeah, you know, I I didn't grow up um, watching soccer, but I wish I did because I got my oldest into soccer, and I was like. Man, it's actually like a pretty fun sport. Like, I, you know, he, you know, he's like he's literally like I spit him out. We're like the same person, so we got the same same thinking, same body build, same you know speeds. I'm like, man, if I'd have played soccer, I probably would have uh, been a whole lot. Man, better. you probably would have been, been been a star, man, all around the world, a soccer star. I mean, you're a star already, but a soccer star. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So yeah. I, I, I wish I could have played in in uh in in, in college, but hey, you know. Neither here nor there. Yeah. Things worked out the way they were supposed to, but it's a fun sport to watch. That's my point. So I've gotten into it, man. I'm like, man, it's pretty cool to watch. Um, yeah. Your boy can play for you. What was that? Your son can play for you. I know, right? I, I live vicariously through him like every other parent does on the field. I try yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, other question is, what about podcasts? So, um, you know, what are some podcasts you listen to, um, if you listen to podcasts at all? Man, I have enjoyed your podcast. I haven't been really interested in podcasts, but um, once we met, and I'm, I went back through most most of the, the, the stories that you've covered, and I was just amazed on 
because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a student of life. I'm a student of the business. I'm a student. So I'm really impressed. So everybody, I listen to majority of the podcasts, and I'm impressed. I'm learning. Each and every one comes with something new that I didn't know before. So, I, so right now, you're my favorite podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm subscribed, right? Yeah. So I, I go there and I listen. I'm like, wait, I didn't know that. And then I write it down. And then I, you know, I, I go, I go do some more research on it. So I, I am, I am a fan of yours. I, I've never been a big podcast person. I'm a book reader, but with what you're doing, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sold. Okay. Yeah. 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 I was, I, was, uh, I was saying, what about some books? Have you, um, what, what are one or two books that you've read that you think are, you know, good books for people to read or me to read? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I read, uh, the, 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 the power of the mind. Um, I think it's Reverend Priest Oyakirome, the power of the mind. It's, it's a very powerful book and it just talks a lot about the, the, the mind as a tool, as a management tool of thoughts and how we can control our thoughts and how those affect our lives. And that, that is one of the book I've been reading. Um, the Audacity of Hope, I read that too. Barack Obama? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, no, I appreciate that, man. Hey, well, I, I, I definitely appreciate um, your time i appreciate you taking time out to hop on the podcast and um yeah man i I learned a lot about logistics and i can't wait till actually i'm gonna download your app now matter of fact it's espy right espy driver yeah go go on uh, the app store okay uh, yeah is it, is, it, is it apple and google or just just apple right now right now we're on, on apple um, in a few weeks, we're going to be on, on, on a Play Store shortly. Okay, cool, because I got a, I got a Pixel, so I got to wait. Let me, know, let me know when you come out on the App Store. I'm, I'm going back and forth whether I'm going to get an iPhone or not, but I'm like, you know what, man? I'm just going to stay tuned. <laughs> I don't have any. I'm just being stubborn. I'm going to send you the link to the to App Store. You can send to your uh, listeners and to your community, man. Um, we really appreciate their support and their involvement in building this wonderful thing that you know Dallas has to offer. Absolutely, man. I definitely appreciate it. Oh.